I am Tova Cito. And I am Janice Gant. And we believe our lives should be happy, healthy, and abundant. And that it is our job to get us there. Every week, we will have inspiring, educational, and fun conversations that will help you live your very best life. Welcome to The Remedy. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the very next episode of The Remedy. Are you ready, Janice? I am so ready. <laughs> I just crammed a protein bar down my throat, and I drank am your re- drank your bottle. Water. Yeah, drank your water. Went to the restroom. <laughs> yeah. I am ready to go. Kev, you ready? I'm always ready. <laughs> you are always ready. Not really, but <laughs> I think you're kind of always ready. Yeah, it takes I me a little too. while to tinker with stuff. Yeah, you do. I get carried you away. You do tinker a little so, too much. Are, so I have a question. Are all those little knobs, is it like sound and what are, what are they? You know, everyone always says that like it looks so complicated to learn. But if you break it down, like just t- take this one column. Right. Like if you learned everything in that column, you already know 90% of the board. You know what I mean? Because oh. these columns are all the same thing. Oh. But it's, um, it's yeah, volume, equalization, um, gain, FX, all kinds of stuff. Oh, Wow. So there's a lot to tinker with. <laughs> oh, so like, can you? Could you make me sound really different? Uh, pretty different, yeah. Oh. Well, do, make us sound better. <laughs> I do. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it! Really? <laughs> That's like your best so, work. That's that? all you've got. Because <laughs> I've been listening, and I'm not. I don't. You sound like you. Can yeah, you got to sound like how you. How bad I must sound in real life. I think you sound great. Oh, and everybody loves your accent. Oh, yeah, they really do. They I usually do. cheat a little and put a little extra bass on my voice, but I haven't done it yet with this new mixer. Oh. Oh. Why? Because it makes you sound... I just think it sounds better. Oh. Deeper, like better, I don't know, more traditional sound. Even our voices, you do that? Um, A little bit, yeah. Hmm. So do you think he's over there making himself sound better than we are? I think so. <laughs> I think you're trying to one-up us. That wouldn't do us. me any good. <laughs> <laughs> Can you make me sound like Demi Moore? No. Dang how it. Did, how did, oh. She has that sexy, raspy voice that all the, all the guys love. You'd have to smoke a lot of cigarettes for that. Oh, I don't want to smoke any cigarettes. <laughs> Dang it. I used to smoke cigarettes. <laughs> me too. I cannot imagine either one of y'all. I mean... Tova caught me one time outside... I did? Yeah. <laughs> I don't even have a memory of it. Really? Maybe I do. Yeah. That's coming back to me now. I was like, damn it, because I tried to never be caught doing that. <laughs> when we all went to Mexico last year in January, um, uh, Blair and Wesley and I were coming home from dinner, and Blair had a cigarette. She will smoke one every now and then. Wesley, I don't know. I don't know that Wesley will smoke one. Everybody used to smoke a little bit. And I, t- I said, I want one to see what that's like. I took one drag off that cigarette and I coughed and felt like my lungs were just, it was crazy. I cannot believe I used to smoke. I can't believe you. I can't even see it. Oh, I you're so healthy. Loved them. Wow. Yeah. So was it hard for you to stop? It was hard for me to stop. I stopped smoking. I, I was kind of a closet smoker, like Kevin. In <laughs> in high school, I started smoking, and to be a to be a rebel. 
Yeah, and yeah, uh-huh. mm-hmm. and then I smoked in college and smoked uh, early adulthood. And then as the girls got older, I would like go in the bathroom and smoke, and they would always they could smell it. Or I was kind of a closet smoker. And then uh, after, I, but I continued to smoke for years. And then after or during my divorce or after my divorce, I guess I decided to quit smoking. And it was really hard because the thing about nicotine is that it's what that does in the brain is it is a it is a upper oh it's an anti loneliness thing. Cigarettes are specifically going to affect that loneliness, and that's why that I used to say that those cigarettes were my lover. But I mean, yeah. So I did not know this about. So yeah, nicotine, uh-huh, because a lot wow. of drugs do, you know, do some specific behaviors, and long, uh, cigarettes are a great, not a great, but it affects, makes your loneliness feel better. Wow. Mm-hmm. It was really interesting. So, so it was kind it was it was hard, but yeah, I'm so glad I didn't. Parents are all like, everyone thinks it makes you look cool. It does not make you look cool. I'm like, it kind of makes you look cool. <laughs> <laughs> it does a little bit. <laughs> She look cool. I think I'm too old to look cool. Yeah, I, I think I, I think I've tried. You know, I mean, it's not like I've never smoked a cigarette. I've uh-huh. definitely, but I, I just always thought I, 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 I don't think I could do it. I don't think I know how to do it. So if you don't know how to do it, you definitely don't look cool. You look like an idiot. <laughs> and then I just never like. I don't like the taste. I don't like the way it smells. I sure as I dated, I went on a couple dates after my divorce with someone who smoked, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I was—I mean, this guy could have been the love of my life, and he did not have a snowball's chance in hell mm-hmm. because he smoked. Mm-hmm. And I like mm-hmm. when I kissed him, mm-hmm. it was gross. Mm-hmm. No, it's oh, it's so offensive smelling. Yeah, it's, it's, it's so, so oh, gross. and that stale sm- that, that, yeah, that the old st- smoke smell is uh-huh. so bad. And then it starts to affect their skin, like. Like, oh, yeah, it's really, not good. No. I always is. liked the smell of a burning cigarette, though. Like, I remember even when I was a kid, especially well, in the summertime. Some, there's some little I, smell of a lit now cigarette. I can, I, I can understand that because if I walk by somebody that's smoking, every now and then I'll be like, oh. But most of the time I'm like, oh, that doesn't smell good. But, yeah, it's, it's one of the most addictive drugs out there. Well. I I yeah. never had an affinity for it. I always yeah. thought I'd be so good at busting my kids that they secretly smoke because my parents never thought of this, and I don't know how parents don't think of this, but smell your fingers. It's so hard to get that smell off your hands afterwards. Yeah, like even if you scrub. But then I'm like, oh yeah, all, the, all my generation, the kids vape anyway, so it's not going to do me any good. Oh, that's true. Nobody smokes anymore. My mom used to say, "You smell like cigarette smoke," and I was like, "Yeah, so and so." Always just say it's your friend who smokes. Uh huh. My yeah. friends. And she was like, okay. <laughs> she didn't want to believe that yeah. her precious little blonde no. cheerleader, that little angel, angel was <laughs> had a cigarette in her mouth. Yeah. <laughs> well, I told you guys how I eventually got busted was my mom found that packet roll of pictures from film that was developed, and there was pictures of me partying in there, and that's how I was busted red-handed. <laughs> oh, you were. Like, how, you couldn't even blame it. How old were you? Seventeen or eighteen. What'd I think I was do? just old enough to actually smoke. What'd so she 18. do? Um, Did she cry? I was oh, definitely. Say she cried. Definitely cried. <laughs> yeah. That's the worst. Uh, 
All right, you're re- you're ready for a joke. Oh yeah, we didn't get a <laughs> yeah, joke we didn't last have one week. Last time. Yeah, go, let's go. Okay, so uh, Nathan was gonna go to a dance on Saturday night, and he was really excited about it. But he decided that he needed to get some new shoes, so he got himself a pair of black patent leather Flosham shiny shoes. <laughs> So Nathan goes to the party all dressed up in his new shoes, and he walks up to Betty Sue, and he says, Hey, Betty Sue, you want to dance? And she said, Why, yes, Nathan, I would love to dance with you. So they go out on the dance floor, and she puts her arms around his neck, and he puts his arms around her waist, and they start going back and forth. And every time he'd step out with his right foot, he'd look down at his shoes, and he'd smile and he'd step back, and then he'd step forward again and look down and step back. And he says, uh, Betty Sue, do you have on pink and purple floral panties? And she says, why, yes, Nathan, how did you know that? And he said, well, I could see their reflection in my black patent leather flushing shiny shoes. So then that dance was over, so he went out and he asked Billy Lou if she wanted to dance. And she said, why, yes, Nathan, I would love to dance with you. So they get out on the floor, and he, she puts her arms around his neck, and he puts his arms around her waist, and he takes a step forward, looks down at his shoes, smiles, steps back, step forward again, look down at his shoes. And he said, uh, Billy Lou, do you have on red and yellow panties? And she said, why, yes, Nathan, I do. How did you know that? And she, he said, I saw your the reflection of your panties in my black patent leather flosham shiny shoes. <laughs> so after that dance was over, he, oh, wa- no. <laughs> he went over to Pearl. And he said, Pearl? Would you like to dance? And he, she said, why, yes, Nathan, I would love to dance. So she puts her arms around his neck, and he put her, his arms around her waist, and they stepped forward, and he looked down at his shoes, and he kind of frowned. He stepped back, stepped forward, looked down at his shoes, frowned, and stepped back, and he, she, he said, Pearl. What kind of panties do you have on? She said, why, Nathan, I ain't got no panties on. And he was, Phew, I thought I'd done gotten a crack in my black patent leather flosham shiny shoes. <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> I knew when this was going. I just didn't know how it would end. Same here. <laughs> oh, I'm glad that's all he thought. <laughs> I like that there's always names in these jokes, like Nathan and Betty Sue. And they're all from the country. They're all from Lubbock. Definitely. Well, if I tell a joke and I try to use a French accent, it's probably not going to (laughs) work. Yeah, everybody needs to be from West Texas in your jokes. They are all from West Texas. That's hilarious. Okay. Good job. Good job, Janice. Oh, gee, thanks, Tova. (laughs) Okay, we need to thank sponsor for today's episode, Sarah Rushley. Sarah is awesome. She is a mom of uh, one of my kids' friends. Oh, uh, how and nice. Yeah, all her kids go to school with my kids. And she's a mother of a single mother of five. <gasps> she kills it. She's oh, amazing. 
Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. my goodness. And so for her to make such an amazing contribution was so humbling. So oh, thank that you is so, so much, nice. Sarah. Because she thank works you, really Sarah. hard and she's she's amazing. It's, Isn't that something? That's really, really I humbling. Mean, it's so humbling to think that. I was that like, Sarah, please don't do that. But I like, please don't do that. And she was like, no, I, I need to. Like the way you and Janice have blessed me, I, I like. I really want to give my money to this. It's so nice. It's so nice. Yeah. 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 So if you listen and you want to contribute to Kevin's livelihood and beer stash, <laughs> we would really appreciate it. You can go to uh, tovacito.com and click on the remedies, or you can Venmo at at tovacito. We really, really, really appreciate all of our listeners and all of our contributors. We really couldn't do it without, because it's kind, Kevin's kind of expensive. I mean, you're worth it. I'm not. <laughs> I'm very reasonable. <laughs> you're very worth it. I didn't say you weren't worth it, but you are, I mean, you're not, it's the way that it is. I mean, it, it, you should charge yeah, a lot. It's a good you product. Do a, yeah, it's a good, exactly. It is a good product. Yeah. We, we agree. <laughs> we agree. Okay, so today we are talking about the qualities of a good friend and ways yes. to even be a better one. Yes. Um, we have a list of, of what makes a good friend. And, and I, lo- I mean, I love this topic. Both of us love this topic because our friends are so important to so us. So important. Yeah. And it's very interesting. I was actually thinking this mother this morning about my mom. And I remember my mom has transitioned on. It'll be three years this summer. And um, she had great friends when I was growing up. She had a wonderful group of friends, and they all played bridge together, and they played tennis together. And and when she, as she started getting older and her friends started transitioning, it was so lonely for her. And I was thinking about that this morning, and when was, I was thinking about this topic, and I thought, I need to remind myself daily of how valuable my friendships are. Yeah. Because they really are. Oh, yeah. They are so incredibly important. And, you know, the, I think the older, like you, so much of your time is spent with your children and, you know, activities and all of that. And as you get older, those friendships become even more important sure. because they are, you're, you just have more time. Yeah. Yeah. And it that really is it really is important and that's why I think this this is a really great topic. Yeah. I'm really 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 excited about this topic. Mm-hmm. You know, last week I had a horrible 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 nightmare <gasps> that one of my very best friends was diagnosed with brain cancer and was going to die. Oh my god. And gosh. you know how dreams or nightmares are they're very 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 real. And this is one of my very best friends that I talk to every day and I mean rely on her, you know as a good friend and she can rely on me as a good friend and I was sobbing in my dream and I was crying so hard in like that I, I woke up and I was sobbing and, oh. and I had to turn my light on I had to like talk myself like that was just a nightmare. It's not true. Did you send her a message? Oh, the next morning I was like, I had the worst nightmare. Like, and it 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 was just such a real sense of what my life would feel like if I lost this friend. 
And it it about killed me. I mean, it uh, it's a very difficult thing. Oh, I mean, when my mom was sick and she had great friends. She did. Oh, and they all rallied. They were always up at the hospital, always bringing her food. I mean, and and I mean, it's not you know, my mom was uh, separated when she was dying, and so she didn't have my dad, and all she had was her friends, and they, and her kids, you know, and I mean, they totally rallied for her. Oh, that's just so nice. Yeah, I mean, we need friends. We do. We really need friends. We really do. And I I think, Janice, you're such a good friend. I don't really have any. You don't have any friends? I mean, no, not really. Not anyone that I hang out with regularly. And I... Are you okay with it? Do you like it like that? No, it would be nice. You know, I don't, but I don't have anyone to hang out with regularly. I have people that, friends from like a long time ago, you know, that I see every couple of years or so, but yeah, not really. And I never wanted to be one of those guys whose only friend is like their wife or girlfriend, you know what I mean? So did you used to have good friends? Yeah, definitely. And where are they? Um, you know, off they've moved away or they're raising kids and that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. And, you know, you lose... You know, uh, contact after a while. One of the things that that so there are there are like six of us that are uh, all had kids the same age, Wesley's age, and we get together like once a month or once every two months and go to we call ourselves the Rafa's group. So we'll go to Rafa's or somewhere for Love Mexican Rafa's. food and stuff. And I think that that you could do that. You could you know send out an email or something, Kevin, and ask your buddies if they wanted to have grab dinner and then when y'all all get together you could do it you know once a month or something tom did that with a group of high school friends that he has and um and they are taking they're going on a trip like once a year you know and they'll go to california one of them lives in california one of them lives like in new york or something i mean they're all over the country but it really is i don't think that guys are quite as good about nurturing friendships as maybe women are and i'm not sure i say that for sure i'm I'm not sure why i don't know i was just thinking that they're not they're not initiators and they're right they're as much as as much as it's been my experience that the men in in my life whether it's my brother my dad or or the relationship that like i foster time let's go grab lunch like girls are just you know my girlfriends are like when are we walking this week mm-hmm. or when when's happy hour like my friends initiate stuff and a lot more than i see it happening unless unless the guy's a golfer that was just about to say my dad had a ton of friends and yep. he was a big golfer yep yeah i think that golfing is an amazing thing for guys well you know and i think what might happen with you kevin is that as you and elise i think it what when once we had kids oh yeah and they were in preschool or mother's day out or something there was a group of people that were at about the same age had the same age kids and stuff and then so you automatically had associations like that totally mom and, friends uh-huh and dad friends too mm-hmm. and couple friends because mm-hmm. i think that's where a lot of times guys kind of find their friendships is through couples totally totally and i mean it's really important to 
I think it's really important as a couple. In fact, the guy that married Topher and I, he was kind of a dud, but the one good thing that he said to us, <laughs> he was, no offense if he listened. What's a dud? <laughs> but like, the one good thing that he, I remember him saying to us when we were getting married was surround yourself with other people who are happily married. Mm-hmm. It makes a really big difference in your marriage. Mm-hmm. Like be careful, be cautious with the friends that you choose. And I was like, God, that's great advice. Like, you know, you go to a barbecue and the guys go out to the grill and the girls are in the kitchen, you know, having a glass of wine and the guys start bitching about their wives and the girls start bitching about their husbands. All of a sudden you're pissed off at your husband <laughs> and, and because, you know, and they're, she, he's pissed, you're pissed off at her because. Through no interaction. Yeah. Yeah, yeah of the nothing. actual two people. Yes, <laughs> yes, like you know, because they're bitching. That does cause, happen though, because yeah. they're you know we haven't had sex in two weeks, and they're like, wait, I haven't had sex in two weeks. I'm I'm pissed about that too. Like, and then the women are like, he wants to have sex all the yeah. time, and I'm always thinking <laughs> that's a good thing. It means he likes you. Seriously, <laughs> seriously, but I I think that that's a really. I mean, that's not really what we're talking about today, but I <laughs> I do think that surrounding yourself, who we surround ourselves, there's some quote, I'm sure you've heard it, that it, it said, if you want to know what your life's going to look like in five years, look at your friends. Yeah. And and I just think that it's, it's you know, it, it just gives a whole dimension to your life that is a, is so important oh, to have those friendships. So I love my friends. I do too. And I like my kids seeing me yeah. have great friends and yeah. invest in my friends and take time for my friends. I mean, yeah, I always loved my parents' friends growing up. Yeah. Oh, my kids love. My like I said, friends. one of them married Elise and I. Yeah. Did your parents? Uh, did they play bridge or anything? Um, I don't know. Not that I ever saw. Because my parents played bridge, so they had couples, and every you know two months or something, their mm-hmm. bridge party was at our house or something. And I that's fun. Them. I was real. They were really. They had. They weren't. My my parents were not big drinkers. They had a stash of alcohol that uh, was. They had two Christmas parties: one for the Baptist friends, and then the other for their other friends. <laughs> <laughs> and um, one that's dry and one that's not. <laughs> uh huh. Exactly. But they had a lot of fun with their friends, and they traveled with them. Yeah, that's, that's a good, good example. Yeah. Well, we're going to talk about what makes a good friend. Yes. And the first thing on the list. Yes. Go ahead. Is honesty. That's right. Why do you Why do you think that that that's number one on the list? Well, I just think. Honesty breeds safety. Mm-hmm. So, but I do think that if we're going to be honest with our friends, I think we want to be mindful of our presentation, mm-hmm. you know, so that we're not going to be harsh or, or too critical. Yeah. Or and, and I probably would not, um, I probably wouldn't, if somebody asked me a question and I and in my head I'm thinking the answer was going to be something like, "Yeah, I do think that your rear's gotten gigantic." <laughs> if they say, "Do you think my rear's gigantic?" I'm not going to say, "Yes, I do think your rear's gotten gigantic." And I, you know, so I think that that's something you have to decide about. But I do think that the honesty is about gently being truthful. Mm-hmm 
with our friendships, but I, I feel like with my friends, I, I want to treat them with kid gloves to mm-hmm. a certain extent. Absolutely. Because they're so valuable to mm-hmm. me. They're precious. They are precious. So I think that um, I think that a good friend would tell you the truth, mm-hmm. you know, even if it's hard. But mm-hmm. a judgment call on appearances or something like that, I probably would. Yeah, I think it's it's a slippery slope. It is a slippery slope. And you know, not I don't I don't want not all of our friends want to hear every single thing we think. Oh. Nobody wants to yes. hear every single thing we yes. think. <laughs> like, like I, to your point, and I think it's a good one, I think it's really important to, you know, you've taught me, Janice, like I have an opinion about that. Can I share that with you? Uh-huh. Or would you like to hear it? Uh-huh. Or you know, knowing your place, because uh, we can be honest, and, and I, I'm – Certainly, it's a huge quality that I need in my friendships. But I also want permission to live my own life, and right. I don't, I don't really need to hear every single thing that they think. You know, some of the things I want to figure out for myself, and so it's kind of a slippery slope. It is. It the is. Balance of that, and I don't think, and I think that if we're going to be honest, we want to be careful about not being judgmental. Yeah. Well, that's the second thing on the list. Oh, it is? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So that goes right into it. There we go. Being non-judgmental. I think that is probably the people in my life that I am, like I have great, 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 great friends, but I think that my very best friends, I do not ever feel judged by them. No, no. And, and I mean, if they ask you a direct question, you can always say something like, you know, that might not be the way that I would do it, but I certainly understand that you're different from me and doesn't matter to me. That would be your decision. So, you know, I'm just going to keep on loving you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm going to love you no matter what, Mm -hmm. you know? So I think that, that, that I think that there's so much judgment that we throw out there uh, on people that is, it and it comes from a place of insecurity. If I'm feeling less than, then I'm going to put you down by one-upping you, and that's not going to breed a friendship. No, no. One-uppers are the worst. If I felt judged, isn't in, it? In a friendship, it really is. I wouldn't it is. be in it. I just wouldn't be in it. No, I'd get out of it. Yeah. Um, so I, I love that, that being non-judgmental is on this list. Cause I think yeah. it's really, and, and I think it goes perfect along with the next one that says acceptance. Yes. Yes. You know, I had, I had lunch with a dear friend, um, a couple weeks ago and she shared something with me that was difficult for, you know, she hadn't shared it with anybody and it was such a honor. I felt so honored that she trusted me enough to share this hard, hard, hard thing with me. And she knew that I would, I wouldn't, that she could be honest, that I wouldn't judge her and that I would still accept her. Like whatever Mm -hmm. it is, I, I can, and I think, I hope my kids feel that same thing too. That's such a gift to give the person across from you, that you know that you can tell them anything and they're still going to accept you because that's a fear of a lot of people. And that's why we hide our truth because we're afraid 
that we are going to no longer be accepted. Well, I remember when I had decided that I was going to get a divorce, and I remember being so nervous about it because so few people in my group, in my age group at the time, had gotten a divorce. I was really one of the first ones. And my friends were, my good friends were all so accepting of that. Nobody said, well, you shouldn't, or, you know, well, what about the commitment you made to God, or any of those things. And it really, it gave me such a sense of stability in that very difficult decision, because they were all just accepting that it was what it was. And there were some of them who were, would not have, they would never get a divorce because of some really, really strong conviction around that. But I never felt judged by them, and they didn't oust me. Mm-hmm. And and so that acceptance, it it gives you safety. It does give you safety. And that's the thing that I, you know, because I think, I, I don't, there is absolutely nothing that any of my children could do that would create, that I wouldn't love them. Mm-hmm. I might not like what they did. Right. But and you would still accept them as, as they're... Your, yes. your daughters, your children. My daughters are mm-hmm. my grandchildren. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's that ability to keep yourself separate to a certain extent from people in your lives. And sometimes that's hard. Yeah. Oh, it's really, really, really mm-hmm. hard. I don't think that there's anything that any of my children could do that I wouldn't still love them and accept them. And Yeah. And, and... You know, I I don't love every single thing that my children have ever done, but I, I it does not even move the needle on my love no. for them. And you know, the older I mean, I have adult children, and you you know, by the time they're adults, their life really is their business. Mm-hmm. And the ability to watch it from a little bit of a distance and maybe at at times think, oh, that's not how I would do that. Or, you know, thinking, oh, wonder what people are going to think about that or whatever. I just have to get to really practice being like, well, it's their life Mm -hmm. and I love them. Mm -hmm. And that's all there is. Yep. That's enough. Yep. We still want your honest opinion, though. (laughs) <laughs> that's one thing like you don't you know once you're an adult you don't want your parents to agree with everything you say you know you're when you oh, bring no. up a subject you're genuinely seeking guidance oh and i would definitely give them my opinion yeah. but i don't i don't usually kind of force it on them right you know but yeah but if they're asking if they're asking oh for sure yeah, yeah. i have no problem giving my children my opinion <laughs> no, <laughs> I worry sometimes. I hope I always get the honest answer, but I'm not. I'm not 100 percent sure. You know, like there's it, maybe times where one of my parents held back what they were thinking. I don't know. Well, maybe they were just not flooding you with what they were thinking. You know, maybe yeah. so. If so, if if one of my daughters came to me and told me something, and in my head I'm thinking, hmm, I don't know. I might say, again, like you and I have talked about, I have an opinion about that that may be different from yours. Do you want me to tell you what that is, or would you prefer not to hear that so that if I do give it? But I try not to just unload it on them Mm -hmm. because I feel like so much of being um, a confidential, confident, 
adult is living from your own truth and figuring out what that is, yep. you know? And so I don't want to ever circumvent that for my children. Yeah. Because they have to, they have to figure that yeah. out. They've got to fi- figure their own road yeah. out. They've, they've got to find th- that confidence and their voice and their opinion and their life. Mm-hmm. It's all theirs. Yeah. It's all theirs. I think and sometimes if, people don't realize you're asking for help, though. I think what do you that's mean? especially true with my dad. Like, he may think that I'm just venting, you know, and he's like, he doesn't want to force any opinions on me or whatever, but he doesn't realize that I'm actually soliciting advice, just not in a totally direct so way. So do you tell him mm. then? Do you say, I'm asking for advice, Dad? Do no. you have any of this because Usually I want to Usually I'm talking to my think. mom about it, and then she'll tell him. He's like, oh, I had no <laughs> idea. Your dad would probably be so flattered if you ask him for advice. Yeah, and he will he, when he realizes that he does. But I think that's I think that's kind of a guy thing too. We're just yeah. not good at coming out with it, you know. That's really good. <laughs> Excuse me. Bless you, sugar. <laughs> Sorry. I, bless you. I think that's something that really good for guys to hear, and maybe especially even dads. Like, like if they're talking to you about it, that might be their way of saying opening. Help. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Help. Oh yeah. 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 Because it's hard for some men boys to ask for help but the reason they might be opening that little crack in the window is because they you know we all need help you know we all yeah we all need advice we all want and and, uh, god to go through this whole life without a wingman or a buddy or a i can't imagine yeah yeah it'd be tough be really really tough yeah. Yeah. I I love, you know, it's my boy, I, you know, I, as you know, I have two boys, 15, almost 16, and 17. And they are not, you know, they're not walking around telling me their feelings. Right. Um, but every once in a while, they'll say something that lets me in mm-hmm. to see that, wow, they need a lot more than they ever, like what a week or so ago I went in and just hugged George I like tackled him threw him on the bed and just hugged 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 and then every time he would try to let go I'd be like nope and he'd try to let go nope uh-huh. <laughs> I'm not done yet and uh I when I when I finished hugging him I was like god thank you so much gee that was the best part of my day and he goes Man, I needed that. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> I mean, and the whole time he's trying to kind of act like he's you know, like ready for me to stop hugging him, you know. Uh-huh. And he's like, "Man, I needed that." And I was like, "Like that." I was like, "Me too." And I like walked out the door and shut the door. But then I was like, "Wow, wow. yeah." And you know, then then I'll get these little windows of, into Carter, and you know, I I really kind of do feel sorry for the male species because. I don't think they feel anything less than females. Oh my, of course they don't. Yeah. And yet. But they don't talk about it. They don't talk about it. Yeah. And I, I certainly don't talk about every single thing that I feel, but I, I talk a lot, I talk a lot about how I feel. You know, one of the things that I suggest that parents of boys do is that they, that have a feeling chart and that they, at dinner it's called feelings for food and so you pass around the feeling chart and and everybody at the table 
has to take a turn telling them what their feelings are or what their feelings have been primarily during the day, and then they get to eat their dinner (laughs) so that the boys in particular get the practice of being able to say, yeah, today I felt really angry when so-and-so pushed me in the hallway or today when my girlfriend was talking to another guy, I felt really, really sad so that they get used to that, so that they can be vulnerable. It's a practice. It is a practice. I mean, it was hard for me to identify my feelings and talk about them, actually. It's really good. Yeah, it's even hard for Anna Prynne. Yeah. She has a lot of feelings, but she doesn't know how to articulate them all the time or or know exactly pinpointing what it is. Yeah. Um, I had a situation kind of like you and George, though, that happened. I mean, this is something so you know that, He'll never grow out of. Um, I don't know if I told you guys the story or not, but obviously Christmas was a rough time for me this year because yeah. 2020 sucked for everybody. Yeah. So I was yeah. super stressed, anxious, you know, depressed or whatever. And I don't talk to, I don't want my parents to worry about me. So I don't tell anybody about my struggles really. And because of COVID, like I haven't hugged my parents in, you know, like a year and a half, oh. which is weird. Um, but at some point, and I was just sitting on the kitchen counter, like by myself um, at my parents' house. And my mom came up and just put her hand on my back and on my neck and she's like, you don't have to talk. You know, she goes, I know when something's wrong. And, you know, I just want you to know. I don't remember what exactly she said, but that was like the most comforting thing oh. I had felt in so long. It was just weird because I hadn't had any contact with my parents in so long. I was just so stressed. And like just that little gesture from your mom can mean so much. Even is- here I am, a 35-year-old man. And like. I almost like cried because of that. That's the sweetest thing in the world. That is so awesome. That is the sweetest thing in the world. I know. I don't even know that I ever told her, conveyed that, how comforting that was. Well, that would, you you should tell her. That would make her so happy. Oh, that would make me feel so. Oh, Oh, so nice. I go hug my kids all the time. And you know what? Sometimes I act annoyed, but I keep doing it. And that just, that validates the gesture. You know, it's really well. And that just, will always be comforting for them. Oh. And all, and just in saying, "I love you," mm-hmm. "I admire you," "I value you," I, I Owen, who is eleven, every time I leave him, whether he's on the football field or if he has. The other day, I was over at his house, and they were like, he had four friends over, and I'm like, "Okay, oh, I'm leaving. I'll see you later, darling." And he says, "Okay, I love you too, too." He Every single time he says, I love you too, too. Doesn't matter who's there. And it, and I'm just, it makes me just want to click my heels together because I'm like, that's so good to put words to that. Yes. You need to record him saying it before his voice changes. I I love you too, too. Yeah. I mean, that's the cutest thing in the world. Bring him into the show. We'll get it on tape. You know, uh, yeah. You know, it's. He should do, wouldn't that be kind of fun? Oh, he would be a blast. To do one in, about friendships or what it's like to be 11 going into middle school or, I don't know, he might just have one word responses. Yeah. Like my Sometimes kids, kids did. Remember, yeah. remember the first time I had my kids on? It was like this first episode. And That's a very common thing, though, that I've seen when parents bring their kids on a radio show or a podcast yeah. or something. It's, yes. They clam up big time. No. Even Maybe. if they're the most vocal kids ever, like all of a sudden we turn the mic on, like, they don't say they don't say anything. They freeze. Yep. Ah, that's you that's very know very common. So cute about you saying that. You know when when Craig's parents got the vaccine, and I'd never hugged them. I only had like barely side hugged them. But now that they right after they got the vaccine, they hugged me. 
And I was like, I've never hugged you before. Like, oh, that felt so good. Like, you're a good hugger. Like, it was... It, what isn't that amazing? The power of hugs and yeah. touch. Oh, for sure. It is a gift. It man, is. we cannot forget that as people. No, no. And I, Mary Catherine, makes fun of the way that I hug her because I bring her in and then slam her back, and she's like, "Oh my god, you are the most <laughs> aggressive hugger." <laughs> I never noticed you being a violent hugger. I yeah, I pull people in, like I as you're coming to me, I pull. I think I kind of do that too, so maybe that's why I didn't notice. Yeah, I pull people in and like I'll, I'll <laughs> get closer. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. Have you ever? Hug, I don't know if you've ever hugged me. I, I oh, I've, maybe. Of course, I've hugged you. I don't you. remember you pulling me. <laughs> it's been nervous. a long time though. We haven't really done that with COVID. I know we haven't. Yeah. I've really come in and I don't. I don't. I'll, I'll always hug. hug you. A little sometimes, Kev, but like since COVID, no, I we used to I always know. before COVID. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, hugs are <laughs> that's funny. Hugs. I I think I'd break you. You're so little bitty. <laughs> oh my goodness! I am so not little bitty. Yes, you are. Like Toby's so huge. You have <laughs> body <laughs> dysmorphia if you don't think you're tiny. <laughs> I know well, my legs that, are real skinny. That will be our next. Bird legs. That will be our next podcast. <laughs> Body, Body dysmorphia. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Okay, trustworthiness, biggie. That's huge. It's it's probably Essential. the very most important. Mm-hmm. I was. I had a couple yep. of friends, and one day we were having lunch, and I had told one of my friends something in confidence. And then, at, and I asked, I said, please don't tell anybody else this. And then at lunch, the other friend said, so-and-so told me about blah, blah, blah. And I, I, I from that point forward, I never told this person anything that no. I didn't want everybody to know. Yep. It was so, I was so hurt. Yeah. That falls into the, because I was going to say loyalty, but trust and loyalty, I guess, kind of. I think, oh, yeah, yeah. Mesh they're, into the same thing. They're similar, but yeah. I mean. But that's a loyalty thing, I think. Like yeah. trust, if, if that's, that's obliterated yeah. in a friendship or a marriage. That's the biggest thing. It's the biggest. Absolutely. Yeah. It yeah. really is. It really is. And, and. If I heard something for, that I asked somebody not to tell and one of my best friends told, it would change the relationship. It totally changed the relationship. For forever. It, to, it did. I, I never told, said anything to either one of them yeah. because I knew that they were talking about me. And, it, and, and I do believe that. If I'm sitting with a group of people and they're trash-talking other women, then I always think, you know, well, if they're going to trash talk them, yep. they're going to trash talk me, maybe. I'm just not a big, I've never been a big gossip, no, and I don't like it at all. I hate it. And, and I just think that that trustworthiness is just essential. It is. Yeah. It is 1,000% mm-hmm. essential. And you want to know it's really I mean, I am so grateful that I completely trust my closest friends, mm-hmm. but I, there are so many people I do not trust. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and like, 
that I know that they're just huge gossipers. I mean, and, and you know what? That's so hurtful. I mean, gossip is so hurtful. Uh, a, few, a month or so ago, I, Craig and I, I'll just, I hope he doesn't mind that I'm sharing this, but we went through a rough deal. Just, you know, I mean, yeah. nothing. It yeah. was just a rough patch. And somehow somebody in the community got a hold of this. And every everywhere I turned, oh, I heard you and Craig. Oh, I heard you and Craig. Oh, I heard you. And I'm like, first of all, how did you hear about it? Second of all, like the stories that I heard, they were all different. And, you know, I said to one of my friends, I said, I feel like this community is playing puzzle with my life. Oh, that's a great descriptive. Yes. Isn't it? And I said, you guys are putting pieces, you're grabbing pieces, and you're putting them, and, and you're trying to make a puzzle, but it's not a game. It's my life, and it's hurtful. Like, and I got choked up. And because, you know, th- this is my relationship. We have children. Like, there's, there's, this isn't like, like drop your kids off a carpool and then start playing puzzle with your girlfriends on the phone. Like, I was like, y'all need to go hold a baby at Children's. Yeah, go get (laughs) a life. (laughs) Like, there's plenty to do. Well, and I think that it's so, it's so, it's interesting because I remember when, you know, when I got my divorce and I would be in Eatsies or something and somebody would be like, so I heard you are getting a divorce, and I'd be like, yes. And then they'd say, what happened? <laughs> you know, what am I going to say? What's well, your last name again? <laughs> like, what the hell? I mean, to say, well, we'll sit down and I'll give you a list of things. You know, I mean, I always, my comment was always, it just didn't work out. That's what I would you always know, say, because, too. But I think it's so interesting how that, and I, th- I think that as a friend, if somebody ever said, to me what happened to so-and-so's marriage or what happened to their relationship I would say man I have no idea Mm -hmm. I think it just probably didn't work Mm -hmm. you know because it's just so hurtful it's so hurtful when somebody is playing puzzle with your life yeah it really is and that trustworthiness you just to in order to be trustworthy you just need to shut your mouth yeah and breathe yeah yeah you know, yeah. if you don't have anything better to talk about than your friend, your quotes friends, yeah. then you know, figure figure out something. Yeah. I would never, and I will go to my grave saying this: I would never be friends with gossip gossip no, girls. No, my I, friends and I, we do not gossip. We don't talk about other girls. We don't talk about other people. We don't try to solve everybody else's problems. Like it's just that is not. It has nothing to do with our friendship. It has no space. I mean, it has no space in my friendships. Well, and that's just so important. I mean, Mm -hmm. it really is. It tells you that your friendship is based on one another instead of trying to pull somebody in and kind of trash them. Yeah. Because it's not like you're saying, hey, did you hear about so-and-so? It's so wonderful. They got this great house, and I'm so excited for them, or... You know, I mean, you can, if you're going to talk about somebody, then say something nice about yes, it. Yes, yes. You know, but that doesn't, for some reason, that just, there are just a lot of people who really have trouble letting go of that. I think it makes them feel better. Yeah. And it really is. And it doesn't. No. And it's just, it's just, 
oozes insecurity Mm -hmm. that you have to elevate yourself by slamming down somebody somebody else yeah um that's a huge that i agree with you kev i think that's a number one numero yeah i do have a question though for you guys and you can uh be the judge of this a situation i had like five years ago i did have a best friend then um we had a falling out that was work related anyway it was bad and it was loyalty related also but um Remember I told you guys I'd been dating that one girl. We had that crazy, fiery relationship we were talking about last week before yeah, I met yeah. Elise. Um, well, the after we you, broke up. You, it was like, reckless, yeah, cra- yes. Yeah, she would Ridiculous. go and do all your craziness things. and Yes, yeah. ex- exactly. Uh, so we broke up, and I was I immediately pretty much started dating Elise because I knew that I, I wanted to date her. And this other girl was like texting me still and whatnot, trying to lure me back, but I did not take any bait on it. I'm like, I know what I'm doing here. I don't want to screw up this relationship. So I guess at that point she realized it was over. And I practically lived with her for a while, so she had a bunch of my stuff. So uh, she decided on my 30th birthday to get all my stuff, bag it up, and she gave it to my best friend, who then went to Elise and was like, I'm not going to tell Kevin about this until after his birthday because I don't want him to stress about it or whatever. I was so pissed when I found out that they didn't tell me, like furious. I'm like, I'm not mad that she did that. I'm mad that y'all kept something from me. Mm, Like we're all sitting around, uh... I'm having a good time, and y'all know this thing that I don't. Like I hated that. So in that situation, I know the intentions were right, but what do you think? Was that it? As a friend, is that something that's kosher question. or not cool? I don't know. I, it, don't I think know. it depends on how it affected you. If it affected you like that, if you felt like there was a little bit of betrayal around it, then that's that's all right. You know, because I mean, they knew I wasn't hung up on or anything. Like it was, it was over. It was good. You want to so. know what? I think that's a very individual thing. Because I'm thinking about my kids. Carter would be I think the you're same. Right way as you he would feel like i betrayed him if i did that but i think anna prin would be like mommy i really appreciate that because i wouldn't have yeah. wanted the stress yeah that's yeah. a good point right. it's just different people. yeah but carter the temperature would, of the person if, if i didn't like i know carter's big on you be honest you be open you don't hide things from me you know we have uh-huh. vi- like trust if 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 i'm not completely upfront with him about every single thing then he feels betrayed. Yeah. Like, don't keep things from me. Yeah. And I hated this. Like, even my best friend and my girlfriend, like, teamed up on this and, like, kept it from me. I'm like, even no, if dude. It's a good good thing, right. quotes. The intentions yeah. were good. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. Yeah, I do, too. I really do. What would you be? Would you be mad about that? Uh, I probably wouldn't be mad about that. Yeah, I don't think I, I would either. I don't think. But that, I understand why. Yeah, I do, too. And yeah. I've, I've always wondered why I got so pissed about that. I don't think it actually matters why you did. Yeah. I think that it's the fact that you did. You felt like that was betrayal. And so sometimes uh, the definition of betrayal is going to be whatever you think the definition yeah. is. Isn't I mean, it's hard truth? to really define it, you know, and and make that work for everybody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, if somebody kept something from me and they and and I felt like their motive was because they didn't want my feelings to get hurt or something like that, I, that wouldn't bother me. You know, but if they kept something from yeah. me that I felt like that I really needed to know, but again, that, that's more subjective. Right. It was also you know? definitely a calculated maneuver of the ex to do that, though. On my, you know. On my thirtieth birthday, to well, return that my stuff. Well, that was a that was a mean. that was a calculated move. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I'm really mean. It's because I yeah. hadn't been getting back to her, and she's not used to being told no. Because we were both oh, like that back yeah. then. She was pissed. So yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> but I, but I, yeah, and I think that that's the value of really good friendships is you don't you you know they have your back. They may not always do it perfectly. 
But I think that they do have your back. And if you see something that you don't like, then bring it up to them. Absolutely. Because I think a, a really good friend would be able to hear it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because they would know that, you know, the one thing that I so agree with with that is if it's your really good friend, you can trust the outcome. That That's the best way to put it. Yeah, that's because tough to do. Because people don't, I think that friendships are, they may have bumps in the road. Mm-hmm. I My friends and I don't really argue or fight or anything like that. No. Uh, I mean, uh, I think we're all pretty tired. Yeah, I don't know. In my adult life, I don't know that I ever had a friend that I really argued or fought with regularly. Mm-hmm. That's, I guess that's more like junior high and high school. Yeah. yeah. But I do, you know what's interesting, though? I do think that there are a, a lot of adults who who do have conflict. I think they do, with, too. With friends and girlfriends. Um, but I, I yeah, think, I think that right. if you can trust the outcome because you have trust in the relationship, then it really doesn't matter mm-hmm. what, what bump is in the road. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that it's always going to be okay. I remember when uh, when Bryn was in high school, there were the moms had a lunch group, and so let's say there were like ten or twelve girls that were all going into high school together, <clears throat> ninth grade, and so we'd get together at lunch. And I went the first one I went to. What, we were sitting around the table, and one of the moms started talking about one of the girls and something that she had heard about one of the girls. And and I was so appalled that they were talking negatively about this ninth-grade girl mm-hmm. and that I left and never went back to that lunch bunch. You know, because they would, that, I mean, it was, it was wicked. Oh, yeah. That happens all the time. I guess I just am so fortunate. I just, my friends just don't do that anymore. No, my friends have never done that. But I hear about those kinds of things. And as a youth minister, I saw it. Oh, my it gosh. I'll bet you did, all too. All the time. People crucifying, adults crucifying another child, another person's child. And... I mean, that that to me is like the lowest. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's bad. It, it, it's really bad it's because then that reputation stays with them for so oh, long. Yes. Oh, and P.S., I mean, Natalie and I always say, we're one of our children is one decision away from doing the same damn thing. Oh, my gosh. I mean, yes. this, that could be me. That could be Anna Prynne. That I mean, of that course. could be Carter. And, you know, they're going to do, just like I did, dumb shit. And the last thing that a parent needs when they're going through it with their child is everybody in the community talking badly yeah. ab- about it. I mean, good grief. You know, one, I, two of my very best friends don't live in Dallas. One is Vicki Savers, who lives in Little Rock, Arkansas, that I love, love, love. And my other really good friend, I consider her one of my very best friends, is Julie Crenshaw, and she lives in Austin. And the thing that is so wonderful about those two friendships is that I feel perfectly safe with either one of them. Mm. I could tell them 
every <laughs> secret about me or Tom or and they would just be there the next day right after I told them everything they are so safe mm. and I don't ever worry about one of them repeating what I've said yeah that's such a gift it isn't it such a gift yeah and and I they always have your back and they always have your children's back always yep always yep same with my and they're so friends. much fun and it's just it's just it's just such an amazing gift and I think that in order to really have good friends we we get to practice being a really good friend and oh, whenever yeah. you're with somebody and somebody brings somebody up even if you don't know them just to keep your mouth shut mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because oh man people know the gossipers mm -hmm. in town they do yeah <laughs> everybody does a little though even guys do Oh, I think there's plenty of guy guys. Guys act like they don't gossip, there. but they yeah, they still do. Yeah, yeah. there's they just don't really realize it. There's plenty of guy gossipers. So, um, I have one more to add to our list what? before we close, and then next week, next week let's talk about. Oh, you know what else is on here that I love? What? Uh, uh, the last one on this list, and then I have one more to add to it is low maintenance. Uh -huh. Don't you love that? Love that. Now that does not mean that they're low maintenance on their on their clothes <laughs> or their hair or their birthday <laughs> gifts. Uh -uh. No. <laughs> I think what it means is you don't have to spend time. You don't worry about, oh my gosh, I haven't called so-and-so. She's going to be so mad at totally. me. That you don't have to do a lot of energy maintaining the relationship. Totally. I think we do maintain the relationship out of desire, but it, there are certain times in our lives where, like where you are right now, Tova, you're so busy that if you had to worry about your friends being mad at you because you weren't available Because I can't them, go to happy hour. Yeah, it would yeah. be too difficult. Yeah, it would be too difficult. Or if they got and, mad at me. So just last week, um, I was supposed to have happy hour with... A, a group of moms yeah. that I met through my kids uh -huh. and we've been friends for over 10 years and I love, I mean, I love them and I love spending time with them. Uh -huh. But we were supposed to have happy hour the week before and the boys baseball schedule got changed. So uh -huh. I couldn't go to happy hour and then they were going to, so we rescheduled to do it this week. Well, George wanted to go play golf last minute because practice got canceled. So he was like, you want, and I can't say no to George. <laughs> and, <laughs> And so I canceled again, and I just I felt bad. But and and they were like, "Oh, go have fun with George. Yeah, it's so yeah. fun." Da, da, da. But I really thought I'm so glad that I have the kinds of friends. I mean, this is two weeks in a row that I'm bailed on them. Um, and and I said, you know, in a couple of years, the way I see it, we're gonna have nothing but that's true time for happy hour. Like and. I don't know, low maintenance. If I had a friend who snapped at me or got their feelings hurt or was upset because that I made another choice. That, no, that was there's no room out. for that. That's uh -uh. not friendship. That's the gift of friendship. It's, it's supposed to be really easy. Yeah. And if it's not, then it's not worth it. Yeah, because there's easy friends out there. There are definitely yeah. easy friends. Doesn't have to be a lot of work. No. Yeah. No. No. So I'm I'm adding one more. To, okay. To, yes. And, and if you want to add any more, feel free. But I just thought, like, one thing that I really love so much about my dearest friends is when it has mattered, they have always shown up. Yeah. Yeah. 
like my friends show up. And, you know, to show up for somebody is not convenient. Sometimes it's not cheap. You know, when Charlie and Lou were sick and dying, my friends from California flew out to meet those precious babies. They came to the funeral. I mean, my friends have always shown up it is for me. such a gift it's it's a it is a uh it's like a that's the loyalty thing to me that you were talking about kev like you know like ride or die mm-hmm. my friends are ride or die like mm-hmm. and they're they're gonna always be in the passenger seat with me even yeah. on the hard stuff yeah it's it's amazing mm-hmm. it's such a gift yeah it really is it's love it is love mm-hmm. um okay so next week we're going to continue this conversation and we are going to talk uh we're going to talk about tips for how to be a good friend great and then we're also going to spend just a few minutes on what do we do about bad friends what makes a bad what makes a bad friend a bad yeah. friend and 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 then how do we how do we export <laughs> <laughs> gracefully punt (laughs) (laughs) because you know what life is too damn short it is well we don't have enough time to hang out with our friends yeah (laughs) (laughs) to not spend it with the right people no it's true yeah it's really true okay all right you have a client I do have a client. I have a carpool. Uh, Kev, what do you got to do? Oh, I got to go edit an audiobook. Ew. Oh. Yeah, I know. I'm really behind on it, too. I got like 21 chapters left. Oh. Guess what, Tova? What? I made a reservation to go to Fort Lauderdale for four nights by myself to finish my book. Hey, when are you going to do that? I'm doing that uh, like the 1st of May. Congratulations. Thank you. I mean. Just let me know when you want to have it on tape. Ooh, okay. that's a great idea. You should do yours, Toe. I know, I need to. Ugh, would I have to read it? Yeah. Ugh. I mean, it's way better that way. <laughs> Trust me, fans of The Remedy would love it way more if it was your voice than something. Oh, they totally would. Oh, we need to do that, Kev. Yeah, I should do Shame Game too, but it's long. Please do that in your <laughs> Lubbock accent. Yeah. <laughs> I love doing the audiobooks because it's like I get to read a book at the same time, you know? Yeah. Yeah. People love it. And, you know, a lot of people have asked me if my book's on audio, and I'm like, no. That's my favorite way to read. Wow. I can't wait to do – I can't wait to get this book finished because I think it's going to be – I'm proud of you. People need it. Yeah, and it's it's light. It's somewhat irreverent. So – That's fun. Uh Uh-huh. All right. Well, guys, thanks for listening. We'll see you back next week. Yeah, thank Thank you, you Kevin. And thank you again, Sarah, for being our sponsor. Yes, thank you, Sarah. So sweet. And thank you, too, Janice. Another great week. Another great week. (laughs) Bye. (laughs)